0: 17th of November, 2019, Sunday, 11.55 a.m. My name is James, and this is Weird But Wonderful. Welcome, welcome back. It's your weekly dose of weirdness and exploration into the minds of strange people doing strange things. We're covering everything from psychology journals and peer-reviewed studies to ridiculous news stories, all in the pursuit of trying to understand what makes people tick. And uh, before, c- just quickly, before we jump into this episode, I wanted to briefly mention the new Patreon that I've just launched. A link for that will be in the show notes. I'll talk more about it at the end of the show. But uh, basically, if you want more stuff like bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes video, early access to episodes, or if you just want to support me and or support the show, you can head over to Patreon.com forward slash Weird but Wonderful, and uh, you know, bloody become a patron today. But for now. Let's jump into the juicy center of this episode. I don't like that. <laughs> don't like that at all. Is that a little is that a little Christmas jingle that I hear headed this way? Could possibly be. It's not the most wonderful time of the year. It's fucking November, so God, please remember to save all your cheer. For the most wonderful time of the year. December. Anyone who knows me knows that I can't stand Christmas stuff outside of, outside of December. I call it the Christmas creep. It's where Christmas creeps out of December and into the surrounding months. And I've often been labeled a grinch for voicing these strong opinions. For voicing my my anti-Christmas sentiment. But only out... It's only... Hey, shut up! It's only anti-Christmas sentiment when it's outside of December. Okay? I want to make something very clear. This will be my official statement. I love Christmas. So shut your, shut your gob. All right? And it's because I love Christmas. I can already hear people emailing me and fucking writing on the social medias how much of a Grinch I am. I'm called a Gr- people just don't get it. People don't get it. Okay, I love Christmas, and I love it so much that I want it to stay contained, beautifully wrapped, if you will, like a Christmas present in December. So many people say, like, yeah, but, but this way Christmas is longer. If Chris- hey, if we've got Christmas carols and Christmas decorations, and if I put my fucking Christmas tree up in October and November, Christmas goes longer. Christmas is wonderful. No. No, it isn't. Because if you're listening to Christmas music, you've got the decorations up, you're watching the Christmas movies in October and November, by the time December comes around, you're sick of it. And Christmas is ruined. Now who's the real Grinch? Now who's the Crimbo Grinch? You're stealing Christmas joy. Christmas. Here's, I've said this before, in a very, <laughs> in a very heated video, which I think might still be online some somewhere. Christmas joy only lasts thirty to thirty-one days. Okay. Really, let's face it, twenty-five, because once it hits Boxing Day, no, one gives a. F- fuck about christmas anymore christmas night december 25th night you're like it kind of it doesn't suck it's sad because it's it's over okay we need to remember that christmas joy arguably i'll say it lasts 30 31 days we know it lasts 25 Me and you, we're in the know. We know it lasts 25 days. You've only got 25 days of Christmas joy. And these people want to stretch Christmas joy longer than that. And you can't. You stretch it, it snaps, it breaks, it's ruined Christmas over. You're the Grinch. Now, why is my blood boiling so much? (laughs) Because I I saw a motherfucking article titled, and I quote, Watching Christmas films all year round is good for your health, comma, expert says. Uh, I'm going to go with no. Expert says yes. James says nah. I don't think it's good for your health, you know. Oh, you're watching a Christmas film and it's February. Okay, psychopath. This article says... If you're one to know every word from Christmas classics such as Elf and Home Alone, first of all, Elf is not a Christmas classic. Fight me. (laughs) Elf is not a Christmas classic, hashtag fight me about it. (laughs) If If you're one to know every word from Christmas classics such as Elf and Home Alone, there's a good chance your festive film binges are doing wonders for your health. The even better news is that we're actually being encouraged to watch Christmas movies all year round. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. When I read the words, watch Christmas movies all year round, I started to dry heave. Um, We're being encouraged to watch Christmas movies all year round to give a boost to our feel-good hormones, which comes with snuggling down and turning on flicks like Love Actually and Die Hard. Parentheses. No time for that debate. That's it. Look, Die Hard being a Christmas movie. I don't give a fuck where you stand on it. Okay, we don't have time for that. There's bigger fish to fry here. All right. The fact that this lunatic is telling people that it's good for their health to watch Christmas films outside of December. A psychologist has revealed that these films have been proven to help people live longer and healthier lives, so don't be a Grinch. Wow, a little dig there, huh? A little dig. Don't appreciate that. Discussing the benefits of Christmas films, the psychologist said, like I just says the psychologist. No names given here. No credentials given here. Just the expert, the psychologist. Whom? Shall we? You know why? Because we live in the age of call-out culture, and this person knows that they would be run out of Twitter town if they had given their name. Get out of Twitter town, crazy! <laughs> Discussing the benefits of Christmas films, the psychologist said, quote, It does create that neurological shift that can produce happiness. Quote, I think anything that takes us out of our normal habituation, the normal day in, day out, signals our senses, and then our senses measure if it's pleasuring or not. Hmm, that sounds a little bit to me like what a psychopath would say to justify a murder. Well, you know, look, you know, (laughs) it's the thrill of the hunt, you know, and the kill. It just sort of takes me out of my normal habituation, you know. Hey, you know how it is. Same thing, day in, day out. You know that nine-inch Nails song really said it best. Every day is exactly the same. Well, I personally find that a good old that a good old hunt, a uh, little fine hunt and kill, a little murdery do. Breaks up the routine, you know, and it, and, it, and it signals the senses with pleasure, you know? Crazy! Christmas decorating will spite dopamine, a feel-good hormone. I think this person is... Uh, all of this, I totally agree. Putting up your de- decorations, it, you know, it's fun, it's lovely. In December, I, watching Christmas films, great, lots of fun, lots of dopamine, lots of signals being p- pleasured. In December. I think this person is sort of, they're going, hey, well, fuck it, you know. Context doesn't matter here. You watch a Christmas movie, you get the feel goods. Fuck it, do it whenever you'll feel good. I'd argue, no. Christmas decorating will spike dopamine, a feel-good hormone. It'll spike in me rage if I see it outside of December. As well as bringing a... Some much-needed festive cheer. It can also help reduce levels of stress and anxiety. Not for me. Not if it's October and November and I walk into a store and I hear Michael Bublé rearing his head once every 12 months. Hey, pipes of an angel on that guy, all right? Pipes of an angel. But let me hear them pipes just in December. You know what I'm saying? The Christmas songs, that is... (laughs) It can also help reduce levels of stress and anxiety. Not for me. Not for me. If I see that shit in, oh, God forbid, if I see it in October, that's Halloween's month. All right? All right, Santa? Take your shit. Take Take your fucking little Christmas tree and fuck off. It's Halloween's month in October. The, the goal, the goal of a Christmas decoration to be hanging about in a store in October. Oh, yeah, over here in the little, like, clearance rack. Yeah, that's that's the Halloween stuff. Um, well, Why, though? Because it is October. It is the the month of Sarwain. Thank you very much. Oh, six aisles to Christmas things in October. I'm filled with rage. Watching Christmas movies with someone else can even strengthen your relationship, including anyone from a love interest to a family member mm, in December. I feel like, I feel like someone's really gone, maybe gone through what this person said and just redacted in December or the context in which this person is talking. Because I don't think they're just, ta- they couldn't possibly be talking in broad strokes and mean any other month other than December. Could you, ima- like, swing that one on on your fucking totally forgotten the name of the dating app with, with the swiping and the, and the swiping and the swiping. Swipe swipe right on that one, huh? Hey, you want to Netflix and chill? Um, What we're going to be Netflixing in August is uh, The Grinch. Do you want to do that? Oh, I see that you've not only not responded to me, I've now been blocked. The nostalgia which comes with the films can bring people together due to the focus on family values and close bonds. So don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't watch Christmas films in June. Science says yes. Mm, science says yes. I beg of you no. Please God. If one of my friends sent me a message <laughs> and said, hey, James, what are you up to? You kicking it about? Let's watch a... Can't, swing round. Let's do a movie in June. It's a Christmas film. James, did you get my message? James, you're not responding. I've seen, I, I've, I can see that you've read it. Hashtag ghost of Grinch. We're flipping the fucking meaning of Grinch on its head. All right? You're not a Grinch if you don't like Christmas stuff. You're a fucking Grinch if you're putting, if you're trying to kill Christmas joy outside of fucking December. How about that? How about that, real Grinch? Hashtag real Grinch. Hashtag real Grinch is someone who thinks that they can get away with Christmas shit outside of motherfucking December. Any one of your friends says, hey, come around, let's watch a, let's watch a film. What is it? Oh, it's a Christmas film, but it's August. Yes, it is. Hashtag ghost of Grinch. You don't need that shit in your life. Yeah, you know they say cut out toxic people. Ain't no one more toxic than someone who's trying to get you to watch a Christmas movie outside of December. I don't even like the Christmas episodes of TV shows outside of December. You know what I mean? Don't care for it. Don't care for it. it makes me feel gross and weird. Kind of like, hmm, I don't know, Christmas joy is being killed. So now that we've got that out of our system, let's make the seamless transition from Christmas to death. Benjamin Schreiber is very much alive. But that hasn't stopped him from arguing that he died four years ago. After the convicted murderer collapsed in his prison cell in 2015, doctors restarted his heart five times. Recovering back at the Iowa State Penitentiary, Schreiber filed a novel legal appeal. Because he died before he was resuscitated, he had technically fulfilled his life sentence, he claimed. (laughs) Hey, you said till death does part? Mary, I died. So we done. <laughs> How many things does that break, do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and, and uh, I'm not going to pay back the $32,000 in hex that I owe. Because I did die, technically. So I think you've got to pass that on to a loved one. And now they'll pay for it. SARS. Sorry about that. I guess he did serve his life sentence... There's no way there's no way that would fly. Judges, however, aren't buying it. Well, there you go. It, it, it's always revealed to me. If I just read the next sentence, it's always later revealed. Dying for a brief moment Dying for a brief moment of time doesn't amount to a get out of jail free card. The Iowa Court of Appeals ruled on Wednesday, saying that the 66-year-old will remain in prison until a medical examiner determines that he is dead for good. Wow. Wow, so just because so just because your medical examiner's a little slow, oh, how does that work actually so if if the medical examiner comes in and's like, "No, yeah, he's dead. time of death three forty two three forty two and thirty seconds <gasps> I'm back well he's already he said it, so te- I'm someone else now. hey, look, so hey James died at three forty two I don't know what to tell you. 342 and 30 seconds, me, Greg, came back, came into life. I don't know who this James guy is. I know we look very, very similar, but you did pronounce him dead at 342. But me, I'm not dead. So that's not me. I'm G- James dead, Greg alive, new life. New life. The fact that the fact that laws have so many loopholes. And that it's so vaguely written so that so that people can argue in court. I'm surprised there isn't a loophole around this. Medical staff called his brother in Texas, who told them that if Schreber was in pain, they could give him something to ease it, court records repeatedly said. Otherwise, they were to allow him to die. All right, thanks, bro. Doctors administered IV fluids and operated on Schraber to fix damage done by kidney stones, the paper added. You can die from kidney stones. Jesus. Schreiber is either alive, in which case he must remain in prison, or he is dead, in which case this appeal is moot, Judge Amanda Porterfield wrote. Sounds like people are... uh, Hey, it sounds like you're all ignoring the fact that I definitely was dead for a period of time. Okay? Done that count for something? I was dead. Is there no loophole? Schreiber has been behind bars since 1996 when he was charged in the death of John Dale Terry, a 39-year-old whose bludgeoned body was found near an abandoned trailer in rural agency Iowa. Prosecutors contended that Schreiber, then 43, had plotted with Terry's girlfriend before clubbing the man to death with the wooden handle of a pickaxe. A jury found him guilty of first-degree murder, and in 1997 he was sentenced to life without parole. Sorry, how do you... I hate to sort of... You know a guy's dead and i get you know and that's bad but why'd you beat him to death with the handle of a pickaxe and not my uh, all i'm saying is my 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 first port of call if i've got a pickaxe and i need to injure someone with it, it ain't the handle dog it ain't the handle dog nearly two decades later schreiber was hit with severe septic poisoning According to court records, he had developed kidney stones that were so large, they caused him to urinate internally. Oh shit, that clogged up his whole system. His pipes are fucked! On March 30th, 2015, he fell unconscious and was rushed to the hospital, where doctors brought him back to life by administering epinephrine through an IV. In April 2018, Schreiber filed for post-conviction relief, claiming he was being held in prison illegally. His sentence was supposed to end with his death, he argued, and had taken place three years prior when his heart stopped. So (laughs) so he died three years ago, right? So what's happened between, did he like read an article or maybe like a book? He saw the movie Double Jeopardy and was like, hey, can't get me twice. Don't know how that applies. This guy definitely read this in a book or something, didn't he? (laughs) Like someone, someone definitely wrote this in a story and he's like, Hey, good, good fucking call. Actually, I'm going to try that. A district judge, a district court judge was convinced by his creative attempt to find a loophole in the law, saying that Schreiber's argument was unpersuasive and without merit. The fact that Schreiber was able to file a legal motion petitioning for his release, the judge added, in itself confirms the petitioner's current status as living. Ugh. You know, she's got you there. You know, she's... At the end of the day, she's got you there. You ain't dead now. You should have gotten... See, you should have got. You never... This is why it's all about a paper trail. You know, it's all about a paper trail. You should have gotten a friend to submit it for you. And then that way, you still don't have a leg to stand on. I'm just saying. And she can't immediately turn around and say, Yeah, you're dead, huh? Well, who sent me this letter yesterday? Fuck, she's got me. Ah, you got me, Judge. Ah, good call. Good call. Oh, my heart. Dead. And I'm back. Can I get out now? The inmate took his quest to the Iowa Court of Appeals, which was, say <laughs> so he, so he pretty much went to the judge like, nah, good call. I'm still going to try and go over your head though. The inmate took, <laughs> took his quest to the Iowa Court of Appeals, which was similarly unpersuaded. In an opinion published Wednesday, the panel of judges didn't attempt to reckon with the spiritual or medical definition of death, a philosophical question that has generated intense legal wrangling and complex debates over medical ethics elsewhere. Instead, they zeroed in in on what life in prison means. We do not believe the legislature intended this provision to set criminal defendants free whenever medical procedures during their incarceration led to their resuscitation by medical professionals. Noting that they couldn't find any case law that would back Schreber's position, the appeals court judge also ruled that he couldn't have it both ways, claiming to be dead as far as the criminal justice system was concerned while simultaneously going on with his life. Can I argue dead inside, Your Honour? Because ever since my actual death, my brief death back in 2015, I've been dead inside. Now... If it would please the court, does that count? It doesn't. Okay. In his appeal, Schreiber also argued that doctors violated his rights by failing to follow his do not resuscitate order when they pulled him back from the brink of death. According to court records obtained by the Des Moines Register, hospital staffers made the decision after conferring with Schreiber's brother, who only consented to giving him medicine to ease his pain. The panel declined to address that question because a lower court has yet to rule on it. Schreiber remains incarcerated at the Iowa State Penitentiary in rural Lee County. His attorney could not immediately be reached for comment late Thursday night, and it's unclear if he plans to take his fight to a higher court. It's got to be hard being a lawyer sometimes, I reckon. But some, some people you've got to defend. Like, I don't know, the guy who's super alive came, came to you, by the way, needs your help. I need you to help me prove that I'm dead. Sorry? I died. James died, and now Greg is stuck in prison. So I need you to use, yeah, I know you went to, like, school for a really long time, and you read all them books, did all them tests, and then you did, like, the secretary thing, and then the researcher probably, and then the bar and all that, and you practiced, and, you know, you did all your speeches and stuff. I need you to use your arsenal of knowledge to help me prove that I'm dead. And now let's end out the show on something I'm sure we can all relate to. A man who attempted to smuggle cannabis into a prison by hiding it in a balloon up his nose has retrieved the drugs more than 18 years later after mistakenly believed he swallowed the package. You know that classic situation where you snort something up your nose and then go, ah, fuck it, I probably swallowed it. His doctors reported on the unique case in a paper published in the British Medical Journal under the heading of a nose out of joint. See, scientists and doctors, they have fun too, you know. It's not all serious times. Sometimes you sneak in a goof, you sneak in a gaff. According to the lead author, Dr. Murray Smith of Westmead Hospital in Australia, the patient was first given the cannabis inside a rubber balloon when his girlfriend visited him in prison. The man inserted the package into his right nostril to hide it from the prison guards and smuggle it into the facility. However, he was unable to retrieve it once he slipped past them and eventually, <laughs> and eventually mistakenly believed that he'd accidentally swallowed it. It's either I've either swallowed it or it's up there. I'm good. I'm good. When have you ever inserted anything into an orifice and then not retrieved it and just thought, ah, fuck it, it probably panned out all right. Over the next two decades, the balloon developed into a rhinolith, a stone in the nasal cavity formed as calcium and magnesium salts slowly built up around the rubber. This caused the patient regular sinus infections and frequent complaints about nasal obstructions, but it wasn't until these developed into painful headaches that he sought treatment. I wonder, because he did, he did say that he snorted it and assumed that he swallowed it. Did he sift through his own human shit for the next couple of days, trying to find it? And even then, if he came up short, he came up with nothing. He's still like, ah, uh, I guess I still swallowed it. Or was this guy like, ah, fuck it? Here's what I'm gonna do. It's up there, but it's an it's illegal. I got a crime up my schnoz. What I'm gonna do is. I'ma wait a really long time until maybe some legislation's passed that makes weed legal. Bing bang boom. Then I deal with the stitch, mate. It doesn't matter if you've got a crime up your schnoz. You deal with it then and there. That's the takeaway. What? Hey, what happened? Hey, what happened to that balloon of drugs that I shoved up my schnoz? Ah. Eh, oh well. Just I'll just go on with my life then. Time to make some migraine. What? It's so weird. I put it. It's really weird. I put uh Star the Starship Troopers VHS tape into the VCR and then I never took it back out again and then I put in another VHS tape and I could just play that one. Eh, that's okay. I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll figure itself out. Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. Head over to One Weird Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to keep up to date with all the goings on. And while you're there, let, let me know where you stand on watching Christmas movies all year round. Are you for it and therefore clinically insane? Or are you against it and therefore normal, sane, regular, and adjusted human being? You know, which one is it? And hey, no judgment from me here. Absolutely no judgment whatsoever. Are you bat shit crazy or aren't you normal let me know uh and as for this patreon thing um if you've never heard of patreon before you don't know how it is or what what it does or how it do you don't know how it do uh basically it's a place for fans or audiences and creators to directly connect so you can like make posts on there and stuff it's kind of like uh like a. like a news feed almost but like specific to the creator or like the show or whatever it is whatever like the person has made it for um but it's also a way for people to directly support creators um which for instance would allow me you know more time to put into this show and other projects like the advice episodes that i've been doing with david i'd like to do those more regularly and like have that as a thing but f- just for supporters of the show so it would be kind of like an exclusive thing to the patreon and uh perhaps other ex- exclusives in the future but basically patreon is a it's a subscription service that's like netflix kind of where um you would be supporting me and then in return you would get your hands on you know exclusive stuff that's only available to uh people who are patrons um like fucking yeah like netflix where you know you can only watch house of cards if you subscribe to netflix you get what i mean (laughs) the worst description possible but um so for example if you were a supporter um of of mine on patreon you would get early access to episodes updates bonus episodes behind the scenes video um as well as in a certain tier um your name down as a producer of the show plus there'll be i'll be adding like more stuff as time goes on because there's a lot more i'd like to do and specifically more i'd like to do with this so um If that sounds like something you'd be interested in or, you know, if you'd like to learn more about it or you want to support me or support the show, just head over to patreon.com forward slash weird, but wonderful. And like, have a look, have a look at the tiers, read a bit about it or whatever. Um, And yeah, if you choose to subscribe or tip or become a patron, you know, I'd I'd be super appreciative. And um, yeah, like I said, it would, it would allow me to do, more stuff and invest more time into making, uh, stuff. I have like a fucking million ideas and just like, no, I just need time, you know, to commit to that stuff. But anyway, um, you can also find me, little old me at my pixel persona on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. Uh, share the show with a friend, share the show with a Grinch that you hope to ghost. Um, leave a five-star review. If you're listening somewhere that, takes reviews. I is, is fucking the Apple Podcast app like the only one that lets you like rate and review shows. Cause in I can't there are other platforms that I listen on where they don't have a review system. But if you do listen somewhere that has a review system, um leaving a, a rating and a review really does help the show. It helps, you know, people like you find this and um gives it that extra layer of credibility. A little bit of social proofing um this has been episode 41 come back for episode 42 again i've gotta i've gotta know what you think about these christmas movies are you for it are you against it uh, where do you stand on christmas outside of december as well i promise i'll try not to yell and scream at you but that can't be promised uh and i know that i did just say that i promise i won't but i also promise that i can't do that so um Come back for episode 42. I'll see you next time.